What's up? What's good, everybody? It's your boy Oxford here. Another week, another podcast, and I am here with your boy, Sweet D. Willie. What's up? I am here. I am here. I, you just got me up very early. My soul is waking up right now. I, I haven't even gotten a full cup of coffee down, man, and there's a reason why. Uh, I am so excited to uh, <clears throat> to announce our first step. We've moved out of transition to who we are, why we are. You've had some opinions from us in the past, but we're moving into this the realm of what this podcast is is mainly for, and it's speaking to developers. It's speaking to uh, you know studios. It's it's speaking to the humanization of who's behind the games you play and 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 getting their wise. It's trying to normalize, so the next time they nerf you, you're not like die. It's more like oh okay, Bob needed to do this because well, it's Bob. So well, we, we do got a treat for him this morning. I, I I'm very excited, and 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 so you know, uh, it's it is wicked early right now when we're recording this. So if you're hearing it in the afternoon, you know, bless your heart for being able to get it then. But uh, it is it is early here, and without further ado, um, I do want to introduce our very first interview, chat, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the gentleman's name is Jacopo, and he is with Dynamite Studios. It is. A studio that's developing a game by the name of Fractured MMO. It's a game that I personally am involved with and as far as giving them all my money as fast as I can and playing as much as I can during all the alpha tests and phases. Um, Jacopo, hello. Welcome. How are you? Hi. Hi, and thank you for having me here once again. It's uh, it's in this new format, so I'm really curious how this is going to go. But, uh, but yeah, super stoked to be here. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you are here. Glad you took the uh, the time out of your busy schedule. I know that you guys will be moving to what we're deeming now the fall alpha instead of numerical alphas, which I kind of like that. I'm a very seasonal per- person. You could have called it the Ugg Boot and uh, uh, Pumpkin Spice Alpha due to the fact that most women out there are craving those two things. Um, but, uh, so really, and truthfully, we, we wanted to get you on here, uh, two reasons. One reason is, is you and I've had banter back and forth during the AMAs and, and all the questions on, on the YouTube stuff, but here we've never really gotten into why you do what you do. Uh, we know that you have some past history with developing, um, and, uh, you decided to venture out and kind of do your thing, which I'm happy you did. Cause I can't speak highly enough about it or enough about it, if you will. Um, and you know, you and sweets are meeting for the first time. So, I mean, it's, it's really just kind of have a coffee and, or have a glass of water or well, it's noon, two o'clock for you. So have a beer if you're lucky enough. Um, and just talk and just kind of get to know you. So I give the mic to you. What, like, why, what started you, what started the desire in you to get to be who you are today? Like, like give me your your resume, if you will, if you're willing to do that. Well, I guess, I mean, the, the interest in gaming was there since I was a kid, basically, I think, and particularly the, the interest in MMORPGs. Uh, I think the first one I played was the forthcoming. I think it's French and it's almost unknown. It's like, uh, well, it's, I don't think it's really a great game, but uh, for 11 years old me, it was awesome, right? It was, it was fantastic. Of course, I got the CD because downloading 500 megabytes Bytes with a 56k yep. uh, dial-up connection was was impossible, right? Uh, so so yeah, that's that's how I started playing. I got that CD from a magazine. So back then, magazines oh, still yeah. existed, right? Paper yeah. Ones. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And they offered like uh, yeah, game clients and so on or demos, and uh, and this was attached. And uh, that's the first time I played on that. Uh, and that PC had didn't even have a GPU. To, just to give you an idea, the game was 2D. Uh, I was. I mean, if you look it up, it's kind of, you, you could compare it to the very first Ultima line, you know, graphics-wise. Oh, wow. So the, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a very outdated. C++ plus coding, common. stuff like that. That's the cheese. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was 2001. Yeah, 2000, 2001. Yeah, I was 11, 12. Um, and uh, I think back then I was a, a pioneer. I mean, among my friends, uh, you know, if... Uh, Maybe they had the first PlayStation, that, that was it. Or maybe, yeah, I think the first PlayStation was already out. But playing on a computer and playing an MMORPG, 11 years old, that was really not a thing that people did in Italy, right? So I was, uh, I, was I think, like 
six years younger than anybody else on the server. You know, I was really a kid. Oh, that's so, so uh, you were the reason that most grown men who started playing these were awkward because most grown men did. And when you found out your friend was under the age, you're like, okay, step away from the mic and step away from uh, the game, right? We can't be friends uh, anymore. Uh, <laughs> I've had a few of those. I think I didn't use a mic, actually. I think I didn't use so, so I don't think people knew, uh, besides friends, that I was so young. But yeah, that's when I started playing MMOs, right? And uh, then I moved to Ultima Line when I was in high school, and that's been my... So the game that really changed my life in yep. a way, right? There was, there was the game that, I mean, it was a lot deeper than the other one and uh, way more complex and uh, and it really sucked a, a lot of my time. Uh, <laughs> I spread it with friends. Among those friends uh, is uh, the co-founder of Dynamite Studios, one of the two co-founders of Dynamite Studios, Andrea, the, the lead designer. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, we were in high school together. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I became addicted too. So I, I did my job pretty well um back back in high school and uh and yeah so so that's where it all started right then i took a, a different path i started um economics okay um yeah so it's international economics so it's something completely different right not even business you know uh and uh but but yeah i still had this thing in my mind you know about games and then i worked a little bit in consulting like in a small firm mm -hmm. you know just what you expect like i, I was not uh, i hadn't gotten my mastery Master of Science yet, but uh, but I only had to write my thesis, you know, so I was pretty close to the end and I did this internship. And after that internship, I was 100% sure that I wanted to be a game designer and not work in that field. Wow. So, so yeah, so I just uh, sent CVs all around Europe and ended up working in Germany as game designer. And uh, that's where I've been for uh, like three years. Uh, and then, uh, then I came back to start something of my own with this old uh, friend. Uh, and uh, and the thing was fractured. I mean, there was actually an in-between where we worked on this, uh, resurrecting this uh, very, very Indian MMO called Link Realms. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, but that didn't go well. Like, it was not selling really well. And they had a lot of technical debt uh, right. that could not be overcome uh, without a couple of years of work, which we obviously didn't have. So, so yeah, we started something. We decided to start something new. Uh, we very soon found the third co-founder of the company, uh, who was actually a guy who did some some work for us, um, um, Michele uh, mm -hmm. Sunti. It's that's his name on the forums, uh, and uh, and yeah, he became the third founder of the company almost right away. I mean, we fell in love with the project too, and uh, that's how Dynamite Studio started. Yeah. Wow. So, so as far as is is in your position, you know, CEO. When you, I mean, you you obviously you're an entrepreneur, of course, right? It takes that mentality. Like I've got a no fear. Um, but when designing a game, obviously influence is key, right? I mean, we've on our podcast, Sweets and I have both talked about how certain games have struck certain nerves in a good way or a bad way in playing. Right? There's tutorials. There's uh, we spoke about like if they're good or bad. And I know we, you and I personally have had talks about like the tutorial came out, we liked it and, and it's really good to get you started on a path. But there are some that are so daunting that you just don't want to play the game anymore. But like when it comes to a developer side, you say, I want to make a game. I mean, is it just, are you making the game at this point for yourself and then it grows into something and you're like, okay, look, I've got a second guy on board. I mean, like it's, it's such a, it's weird. The <laughs> fractured in particular, if we just stay on that, cause that's obviously what you're doing right now. Um, you know, you look at the game and it's like, it's so weird. You have this, I've been here before and in a good way feeling like, because it's that three quarter isometric over the shoulder kind of feel. Um, obviously you can see the uo influencer or, or you know we, we talk about albion sometimes but uh but you know there's those influences on how it looks and for simplicity reasons i'd assume but take me through your i'm leaving the three-year project started you know that my small one i'm gonna move into fractured i mean do you pick a name first it's like writing a song i would assume because you got a name you've got an image you got a sort of story or plot line like what is your specific thought process on how we got where we are today cool that's a really interesting question um we first of all uh no we didn't we're not making a game for ourselves right that that's uh, absolutely not how it went like it was not like oh we start something and then it somehow became fractured uh it was actually when when we left uh when we decided to drop the other project uh we we decided to we wanted first of all we had to decide we wanted to make a game together right it was mostly me right. and my friend Right. And, and the co-founder. So, and uh, what game we said, do we make an MMO? Like, do, do we dare to make that? Because it's pretty well known that that doesn't work out. <laughs> so, right. 
so so yeah we were like um yes i mean that's right because we really love the genre so yeah in, in that way it's true okay. uh, we love the, the mmo genre it's our favorite genre i mean together with mobas maybe but mmos more than mobas right uh and uh but aside from that aside from the decision of the genre there's been a lot of analytical work in uh, deciding how to make traction. So every decision was, I mean, the design decisions don't really pertain to me, it's Andrea, it's the designer. Right. But um, but in terms of like uh, where to position a game in the market, it was uh, it was a business decision. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we tried to uh, analyze the, the current MMO market. I mean, it's not current anymore, 2017, early 2017. Mm-hmm. And figure out what was what the people wanted, what was missing at the moment. Sandbox MMOs were on the rise again, but it was just beginning. You know, there's a lot more now, which is good and bad at the same time for us. Right. But back in 2017, there was Albion, right? And uh, uh, Chronicles of Illyria had done a Kickstarter the year before. Um, Profile had done a Kickstarter a couple of years before. Uh, Ashes of Creation did it in early 2017, I think. So yeah, there was this resurgence in, in, in sandbox, you know. So we said like, okay, let's let's get in the sandbox uh, field also because it's impossible to compete with uh, with, with World of Warcraft and and, and or, right. uh, or anyway Eastern games, Eastern MMOs. They have awesome combat and awesome graphics, uh, big budgets, and how can you compete with it, right? So we we said okay, we stay sandbox, isometric. Who's there? Isometric. Ultima Line is very old. Legends of Aria, we didn't like it so much. It's a nice game, but not really to our taste. Um, and also, there, Legends of Aria basically wanted to be Ultima Line 2. So right. we'd say, okay, it's already a niche that is pretty specific. Um, and it was Albion, basically, right? So we decided, okay, let's make something isometric that's different from Albion. And it's still sandbox. And uh, and that's where th- there should be a public for that. And uh, we were kind of proven right. Yep. Uh, but, uh, and yeah, so we started, you know, it's been uh, months spent preparing the fleshing out the design of the game, which started as a indefinite blob of ideas and ended up with something uh, fleshed out from the beginning to the end, you know, forcing broad strokes, not in detail, the details come later, but, um, the overall vision was, was, and was very specific and hasn't changed since right. early 2017. Right. Uh, then we set up. Then we had to choose the technology. It was just a big, big step. So we we went through all the possibilities to for the back end. Like the front end was Unity, and we were pretty sure. But the back end uh, was uh, was a really tough decision. Uh, right. And uh, it was luck that we found a spatial OS, uh, which was still in alpha, but that allowed us to have a big world with uh, um, with no boundaries. So it's a big open world, uh, and uh, and that was really important. Right. 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 So, um, so, so yeah, that allows us to do it. And back then, Specialized was barely usable because it was like really in alpha, right? Uh, it, it evolved luckily pretty quickly into a stable product. But back then, it was a gamble. Also, Specialized was a gamble and was a, uh, another, say, winning gamble <laughs> that we that we made. Uh, and um, and yeah, so that, that's how the process went. But it was really about finding a niche to place the game in. And uh, and even now, yes, we're making up, we're working on a game that we like to play. They we really right. love to play Fractured. Uh, and uh, in general, we make. I mean, our game designer has like, ideas that he himself likes, but not necessarily. You know, sometimes you have to make. Well, very often you have to make uh, concessions, knowing that that's uh, that the public uh, maybe wants something that is less hardcore. Right. Uh, well, less, that's true. Less, yeah. Less, yeah. Or less complex. Or, right. Uh, you know that, that that kind of stuff. I mean, we all so, watched Wild. We all watched, you know, Wildstar back in the day. That was the hardcore, hardcore of the hardcore, and it failed tremendously because it was too hardcore. You know, so I I, I do get and understand that perspective. But you touched on something that I thought real quick. That I just want to kind of touch on that and not let it go away, and we can go back to it later. But um, I do want to get back to Spatial OS because that that technology in itself is pretty fantastic. And in my dealings with you in the past, um, I've ran into a few people who know some people in the spatial s realm um so let's not forget about that because i i think the backbone is, is is just as important as as the front the facing front product right because you could have the best looking game the best development and then you drop it on a bad backbone and it'll ruin the game um bad starts bad launches um and stuff like that so why did you take that gamble 
were you just looking for something that you could grow with or were you looking for something? I mean, I, I know that's more of a business standpoint, but um, there are so many tried and true products that are out there that you yourself could just tackle and go, hey, this will be our backbone. I, I mean, can you can you dive a little into why you pick Spatial OS? I mean, like the specificities of it or, and you don't have to, but I'm just saying along the lines of like, why in something so new and so fresh were you gonna put your idea on? Well, actually there aren't so many backend engines. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, well. Basically, in the end, uh, the 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 decision boiled down to using Photon, uh, which is a pretty no, well-known competitor, mm -hmm. um, or, or Spatial OS, right? That's uh, that were the two choices that were well integrated with Unity and um, and allows us allowed us to use Unity as as a backend. Okay. Um. So so. I mean, one was it was way more tested, of course, uh, used by several games. I think Albion also uses it. I may, I may be wrong. Uh, but, I think they do. Uh, I, I, th they I think do, they right? do. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm almost yeah. positive they do. Yeah. So, but but the, the issue there was the was that uh, there was meant to make uh, games with uh, many small instances, right? Either match-based games or any game or anyway games with uh, where there are different regions, pretty mm -hmm. small. And um, and then uh, like Albion, yeah, I mean they optimize it like crazy, so they can put a lot of people in the same region. Right. But anyway, the world is split in like what three hundred one one square kilometer regions, half square kilometer. So, yeah. You know, yeah. And not only that, but uh, also they have this weird phasing thing that they just released in the last like year and a half. So if there's ten thousand people in the area, we're just going to use an absurd number. Um, it'll take and make it basically two zones of five thousand. So like you'll log in and people won't load in. Um, and it's just got something to do with how they they do this like phasing thing. I know, I know that, that. Yeah, I know that now. If you go to the bank, because I still play it, <laughs> I play it myself. I know if you go to the bank, um, play the busiest places, you don't see other people. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, you always see a few. Yeah, they split it. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, but that makes sense. I guess the way to go. I mean, uh, uh, there, there's a point where you, but if so many people are close to each other, you have to do it, even with special ways. Right. So there's no way out on that. But uh, as a world, like in the whole world, uh, Spatial OS was the thing that was promising us uh, we would be able to have 2,000 people connected uh, in a large world with a ton of entities and a ton of monsters and a ton of stuff. And, um, and, and there was no competitor. There was no one else promising that. Right. Um, so we went for that. Okay, that's cool. Now, do, are you happy with that? And I know that this is going to be timestamp for the life that it's online, right? But I mean, are you, is it, is it reaching all the goals that you thought or you were expecting from the product? So like you kind of just whew, wipe the sweat off the brow and go, okay, we're good there. Let's move on to something else. No, 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 no. We never had, uh, I mean, at the beginning it was rough, as I said, because it was right. an alpha, but uh, then there was this thing in 2018 uh, no, sorry, 2019, where we had to uh, basically, after games come 2019, we had to mm, change the version of Special as we were Unity, basically, just to uh, simplify the concept. Um, and uh, that took us like one month. We basically had to rebuild the project with this new version. Wow. Uh, but aside from that moment, uh, where there was basically, we were basically moving from the alpha product to the final product. Just let's put it that way. Right. Uh, and um, and after that, uh, though, there has never been any um, any issue whatsoever. I mean, sure. I mean, uh, bugs happen. Like they happen in Unity and they happen in Spatial OS. Uh, uh, engine bugs exist, but overall, it's um, it's doing what it's promised it would do. That's awesome. So so, so uh, now that that now that you've hit that pinnacle. Um, personally like from you like what is your next vision are, are you are, we're, like in your development process like i know that you've just made a massive decision to move to um an announcement on steam now are, are these things because when people move to steam early they people think oh you know hey they're, they're running out of money hey they're doing this and i don't think that way i i, I have had talks with multiple people because quite a few people come and ask me hey i know you talked to him what's his reasoning for this and i said i don't know <laughs> um mm -hmm. Because I don't ask these questions because when we talk, we talk strategically and specifically about the game itself and development moving forward. It's never personal or business related um, because I don't think the AMA should really be about that. Although they are ask me anything. Um, but in a position like this, I mean, <clears throat> how do you feel personally with your team? Do you feel that you have the need for more people to help product the productivity or are you? Ha I know the team is great, right? 
but personally from yourself, when you wake up in the morning and you have to tackle everything you have to tackle to get to those points for alpha, how, how do you feel? Is there a tremendous amount of stress? Do you feel there's a worthwhile, um, hey, let's keep going, you know, or is it just, man, today I got to do this. I got to code this. I mean, how, how, from your perspective, are you feeling when it comes well, to think, day-to-day activities? Uh, well, I think that the, the most frustrating part is that since we are so small, mm-hmm. um, I have to do... Uh, so you have to cover many different roles uh, that I'm really not meant to do. Uh, there's business development and there's uh, there's PR, there's community management now. We don't have a community manager, so it's me replying on the forums uh, sometimes and then and, and customer support and uh, coding and um, and of course project management and team, mm-hmm. you know people management um, and sometimes even a little of accounting. So, okay, so, so you are a jack of all trades at this point. Uh, well, I, I'm not an artist, so that uh, probably prevents me from actually being a jack of all trades. Oh, but, but true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but aside from that, yeah, I can do everything. Um, and no, not, not also not game design. But so that's also something that I don't do. Mm-hmm. But all the rest. Uh, so it's uh, that's the frustrating part. Um, uh, and there are some, of course, parts of my job that, that you know, I hope we're going to be able to grow and I hope I will be completely, you know, drop them uh, right. entirely. Uh, such the whole, uh, so I like community management, for example, and customer support. I mean, I do it, but, uh, but it takes a very long time. I feel I'm really not delivering, right? Uh, I'm not on the forums enough. I'm not on Discord enough. Right. Uh, I don't write enough uh, updates on the, on, on the, on the blog. Uh, for example, today I was, you know, the, you've known about the Steam page mm-hmm. for, for what, one, one week, one week just, now? Just about we, a week, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, yeah the, 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 Q, the AMA on Reddit was, uh, well, it was one week ago, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, and, and you, have you received the newsletter? A blog post about it? No, I, I, I'm Why? waiting because... so I can put up my YouTube content about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be and ahead well, of you, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that content has been half-written. It's been lying half-written there on, on the blog because I don't have time to complete it. I was just doing it today. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that, that's how it goes. Very often, that's how it goes. I have to postpone this, all this whole yeah, com- PR, community management thing for like one week or two weeks because I'm too busy developing, uh, like like this week. Right, uh, and then all the previous weeks uh, since the since the end of the last test, basically. So, so that that's the part that I don't like so much because I don't feel I'm doing well enough. We as a company are doing well enough. Um, right. All right, so uh, you know, I know that uh, you two have had the same kind of uh, ups and downs um, in your gaming careers as far as developers. Um, I know a couple of people don't know, but on the podcast, but Sweets went down this road uh, a couple of years back. Um, he is actually in the know when it comes to this. So I kind of wanted to have you guys have a shared moment here um, and talk about your struggles with what uh, Sweets like kind of your struggles with trying to find funding. And I know, Jacopo, we've kind of talked about this a little bit where do you sell out or you, do you hold back with funding? Um, so, Sweets, I'll let you take over. Well, pretty much what I was saying is um, it just it's, it's, it starts with how you began this journey of your development of your game. And you're going to get people out the woodworks as you're going down this path where you have different developers, different investors, um, and investors doesn't technically mean they're investors if they can't afford the industry that you're at. And when I say industry that you're at, you can be in a certain industry, but you, if you have a certain platform, meaning you went from a 2D game to a console game to an MMO, those are all different when it comes to budgets. Um, just like Jacopo was talking about the the genre that he's in, um, it's it gets costly in the MMO, but the the niche that he's hit is actually an opportunity, and it's not as saturated. That's why I'm so intrigued with Fracture, and for me as a, a person that didn't do Ultimate Online, Ultima Online. I actually relate to this as more Diablo, the first initial one where I had friends that actually checked it out. So my my question to you, Jacobo, because I'm very intrigued on your journey and I'm very impressed and it's a learning experience even on my part, is one, what made you like this? It's a couple of questions. One, what got you to just take that courage a step to just go ahead? I'm going to do it myself. Second, 
um, how did you approach it? Because I know you you thought on this hours and hours of time. Um, and why did you go with certain people with um, in your studio to help you achieve your idea and make it into reality? And thirdly, um, why did you pick Unity over Unreal um, and all those other different platforms um, that are out there? I, I kind of have an idea why you picked Unity, and Unity is a great platform and is uh, open for a lot of games, and Unity is actually looking for new games to to promote their platform. Um, yeah, I just wanted to hear about your journey and just um, – how you got? How did you get to that point? And it was great that Ox actually brought up of uh, the struggles of obtaining the funding you need to actually really get this game on its way. And even your artists that you brought on is just amazing. They just did it. <laughs> they just did a great job. And I know how artists are expensive, programmers are expensive, level designers are expensive. I, I just want to hear it, Jacobo. No, okay. Well, so I mean, the decision initially, it's the courage, as you said, it's. Well, maybe the, the, the madness, I don't know if I would call it courage, but uh, it was, um, I wouldn't have done it if I had been alone, right? It, it was not a solo project. It was me and Andrea in the beginning, then me, Andrea, and Michele. So it's uh, the three founders. So it's, if I had been alone, I wouldn't have started. Um, uh, I, I knew that I had somebody who was a very good game designer uh, to work with. Um, and I, even though I used to work as a game designer, I don't consider myself a good game designer. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's 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 just how it happened, right? Two people sharing a vision, uh, and uh, and yeah, I had some technical skills. He had the design skills, and then we found the art skills, and uh, that's how we started. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know, financially, then it, the, the first um, the whole first year was was really a pain. Because then we, um, um, in the in the summer of 2017, we got another guy on board. Uh, actually, in the spring, it was a friend of Michele. It's another very good artist that's uh, still working with us, Christian. Uh, and then uh, we then we, we found our first developer was uh, was Alessandro, who's also uh, still with us. Uh, it's a very young uh, guy. Uh, was pretty fresh from uh, uh, university and a couple of projects small projects so um so yeah that's that's and then that was like the second half of 2017 but back then we still were not funded right so then my studio started with almost no funds uh, i mean personally as you guess i'm, I'm not rich and uh, andrea is not rich uh michael is also not rich definitely so <laughs> that's uh, that, that's that you know we were really not funded okay and and uh but we wanted to say pitch our ideas to investors uh, not only the idea, but also a community and uh, a product in the making. So, so since the summer of 2017, I mean, we made the project public in June, the 10th of June 2017. I remember the day, um, and uh, we were already in touch with Spatial OS, but the press nobody knew. And then I sent our press release to massively OPM and MorePG.com, you know, all the guys, and they they made you know posts and so on. We started to get the first 1,000 people, 2,000 people signed up. Uh, registering an account, uh, then we 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 released the foundation to keep people hooked to the forums uh, and so on. And then um, yeah, well, the community was growing, and we were like, okay, so people like these ideas, even though they are just ideas from now and, and a little prototyping, but nobody had ever seen any anything because there was literally uh, um, you know nothing to see. I mean, just just cubes doing stuff in an empty world. Okay, uh, so it would be pure prototyping back then. Uh, but uh, but once we we I mean then we also uh, incorporated a company uh, in 2017, and then in early 2018 we found an investor and um, and um, was a young uh, guy who uh, invested in startups. So it wasn't really about investing in gaming, more like in an IT startup for him. Oh wow, okay, um, that's pretty cool. And yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's very hard to find investors in Italy. Like, if we had been in the states, it would have been like a million times easier. <laughs> well, but right, salaries yeah. <laughs> would have been a million times higher. So Correct. There's always yeah. There's a there's an upside and a downside. So so yeah. Anyway, we um, we we were um, yeah we were funded in early 2018. 
and uh, and 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 then we were like, okay, we we do the Kickstarter in the summer. The community is starting to get pretty big, uh, and so on. And and that was always the plan, by the way, to begin with. So it was not an idea that we had in early 2017. I think in early 2018, I think even the first blog post said that we were going to do a Kickstarter eventually. Um, and we did it, it worked, but it was really hard. Like it, we, we were really sweating in the middle of the Kickstarter. Or, so it's, well, I, I'm not, I don't want to get into it. It's a whole different chapter, but that Kickstarter <laughs> was hard. Yes. That Kickstarter was hard. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we, but we finished it. We finished like a 10% above the minimum, uh, funding yeah, it was required. cool. You guys had all the stretch, stretch goals too. Which makes me happy because uh, yeah. I like fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The stretch goals we there was they were after the Kickstarter. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so so we 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 managed that way, and uh, and then the studio grew kind of say organically, slowly over time, very slowly. For example, the second developer, we only uh, a senior developer. We we got him in the second half of 2018, like after Kickstarter. And he's been working part time for a while uh, until the until when when did when did it start? I think the second half of 2019. Yeah, it's, it became full time developer for us in September or October 2019. So imagine how small the team was. Wow. Like me, a part time developer, one developer, and then this, another one part time, and uh, who would become full time only only in, uh, in October 2019. Mm. So it was a very slow growth, and uh, and the and the team's been stable since then. As seven, eight people, there's always us, always the same people. Um, but it's insane, but, uh, though. You guys really push out content, though. I mean, I, I tell people this: like when you're in that develop, it's funny because when you're in that phase, the first day you're 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 like so present on the server, and you're you know you're involved with everybody. You kind of show up. Everyone comes around. Look, it's 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 you know the three people that show up all the time, right? And then it's funny as the day goes on, you slowly are seen less and less, and then you disappear because like you're you're immediately fixing bugs, or you're you know you're you're so involved. Um, that it's, it's weird because I've been in so many different types of Kickstarters. I've been in alphas, betas, main games, and you very rarely see someone where you're at. And I know it's cause you're a smaller team, right? So every person counts, every minute counts. Um, but I, I to, to be as involved as you are and, and along with, and I know it's, it's, it's funny to see and have that humble uh, view like I, I'm not the best and it, to me from a person my standpoint I live that lifestyle I'm not the best at what I do because I know I can improve and I'm willing to to go down that that road of struggle to be better at said project or at said whatever um you know I, I guess I guess that being said speaking about teams and obviously we you do want to grow right you don't just want to be the seven-man team for the career of the game or the lifespan of the game, you want to expand, you want to grow, you want to have that growth because growth is good um, for the most part. Do you foresee um, yourself, I know you said you're already looking for a community manager in essence, but do you see, like, where do you see you? Like, where do you want to be? This goes live next year, you're rocking and rolling, we're past beta, we've opened, we're on, right? Where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself still playing those roles, very Steve Jobs type style management? Or do you see yourself extrapolating away from that, hiring people to do those things for you, and you sit in your throne of gold as you look down on the peasants? Um, obviously, two different extremes, but I mean, in the middle somewhere, I would assume, or like, where do you find yourself in five years if this game explodes and it's awesome, which I hope it is because I enjoy it. I'm kind of biased. Yeah. Well, Throne of Gold. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I think great. I might go for exactly that. <laughs> no, uh, of course, I mean, I want to still be pretty close to the community. And even if the, even if the team grows uh, a lot, which you should definitely do. Right. Uh, but uh, but but I, I definitely want to stay involved in the production of the game, of course. Uh, and it's not, uh, to be honest, not, not so uncommon. I mean, uh, I don't know if my... I could call my role as, I mean, I call myself this, I'm the CEO of Dynamite Studios, right? And right. that's usually how I present myself. I never have presented myself as a game director, like like other, uh, say other CEOs do um, in, in, in MMOs. Uh, uh, but uh, but definitely that's, that, that's what I would want to be, you know? Right. right. So, so eventually uh, the business development in the company and, and, and the game production, it's, the two things that I want to do. 
uh, and um, I will eventually would like to to drop development completely. Uh, community management only once in a while, you know, when there's something really important, or right. maybe you know, right. just just. Um, but honestly, it takes so long and it requires so much effort with a big community that there should be one or more one than one dedicated person to community. And your community grows a lot yeah. every single yeah. test phase. It's it's pretty incredible. I mean, I went from getting, uh, you know, I say blessed, but getting blessed with, you know, five to 10 keys to hand out for that test to a hundred keys that I literally got rid of in uh, less than 24 hours. I, the, 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 the clamoring when, when people hear the test phase is up. I mean, I have people stopping in our Discord all the time. When's it gonna go live in October? And I'm like, October. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're pining and they're, and they're, and they're clawing and, 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 you know, it's, it's, there's something there. And I, and I know what you don't, you're, you're, whenever I'm inside of a project and I'm the lead of a project, you never say, well, it's going good so far because the next step is a giant mess, right? Someone drops something, breaks something. You've got to go take a few hours, walk back. So I know, but I mean, there's that feeling though, right? Do you have that ominous feeling like not unsettling, but do you have like, there's a buzz, man, something's going on. I've had, I've, I spoke to these people. I spoke to these people. Like there, people are starting to know what fractured is. I mean, do you feel that kind of energy, that electricity in the studio? Yeah. Yes and no. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so, so yes. Of course, I can see the game grow. I can see the community grow. I, I, I know. I, I see that uh, the buzz. I see the the numbers, right? I see the database. Uh, the thing is, we want more, like a lot more. <laughs> and uh, That's good. and we are, and we don't have, like you know, I'm the guy doing PR and uh, and doing marketing and so on. And I'm not a marketing guy, right? Uh, also, and also, I don't have time for that. Like all the rest, you need to so, pick up. So, you need to pick somebody up on Fiverr and see how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no, no, maybe not. But, uh, <laughs> but but yeah. So so the thing is, like, really, I can see how many people don't know about fractures. Yes. Still, there's yep. so many people that all the time you say like, oh, there's a uh, five thousand people, ten thousand people coming during the testing phase. True, but then they all say like, well, why I never heard about fractures? It's been it's been like public for. Uh, three years now as a project and playable for one year and a half and yep. um, as an alpha, but still, uh, well, why I never heard about it? And I, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I mean, we are on uh, always on, on MMORPG.com and MassiveDOP.com and we just, you know, and, and, and still, so many people don't know. Uh, it's about Fracture. Like, we could... Um, our Dr. Numbers, yeah. Do you have somebody that deals with SEO? Uh, S no, no. Come again? I didn't. I didn't understand. A SEO. It's um oh, pretty SEO. much. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Um, um, yeah, of course. Me. Who else? <laughs> I know. I just know. I just asked that because SEO is like an art in its own. Uh, if yes, you're, if exactly. you're not, if you're not a master at it, I don't blame yeah, you. Why? I know. I know. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up, buddy, dude. <laughs> I think there's been there's been a time where putting all my efforts, I managed to make it so that if you if you googled MMO, uh, fractured was on the first page. Uh, okay, but, well, that's uh, good. That's, yeah, that's that, good. Yeah. That lasted for like one week, and then it disappeared in in the mists of Google. So no, uh, there's nobody really doing SEO, and um, and then yeah, that's uh, for you to get on that page. For you to get on that page. I would pat yourself on your back because you got a army. You're one person to go going against an army of people fighting for that spot. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. yes, yes. And it's only I'm one person against an army of people with an army of employees. So it's actually it's actually you know that's exponential army of people. So it's uh, it's 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 yeah. It's of course it's uh, I'm never going to be in the first page of of, uh, of Google again typing MMO. As a matter of fact, after Netflix made a movie, we are no longer in the first spot for fractured as it, well. Damn it! Damn so it. <laughs> Netflix. So yeah. So at least people looking for broken bones and such back then could could actually end up on our website, but now they don't. That's anymore. funny. That's funny. It's, so so yeah. Uh, but still, yeah. As I said, marketing wise, very bad. We're not good. We're definitely not good. Well, there's always room so, for growth. I mean, that's the whole thing, though, right? So as a smaller studio, it's what you really have in front of you is a daunting task, right? It is a Goliath um, type thing. But like you said in the beginning, when we first started talking, you're not looking to beat World of Warcraft. A lot of people start up these these 
game types and you're like we're gonna kick you uh you know this or that game or that studio or that and it's like you're like no we just want to be the best in what we do and i think that will translate a little slower because you're not trying to be a killer of a said type game and that mentality i think is the long you're building longevity there because it's exhausting running uphill Whereas if you can make that hill more of a, a, a less of a bell curve and more of a, a plateau style, um, I, I think at first, yeah, getting up there, it could be daunting, waking up every day and going, all right, here we go again, time to make the donuts. Uh, but then moving into that place where you just said it yourself, I and mean, that's a milestone, having five, 10,000 people show up on a test, an alpha test of all things. And I know that when I stream it, the response that I get and the buzz that I get, people are so hungry for it. And, uh, you know, I think in my perspective from a consumer now, right, moving into the consumer space and playable space, it, it I think, you know, I do want to hear more and more often. And it's very similar to a person who creates content. If you're not consistent with that creation of content, you'll actually lose more than you gain on, on each episode or each upload. Um, so I can tell you right now, when I put up a fracture thing on my, and basically I'll tell you, my YouTube is all about fracture. It's easier to make content. I'm involved. I'm invested because I put time into it. And I just, it comes across more pure when I speak about it. There's a lot less edits when I do that stuff. Um, and I can tell you that I put it up and within an hour, I have, I have a hundred people who've watched it. Like it's, it's crazy. And I only have a hundred people following my YouTube because I don't do YouTube. Right. But when I do it, it's insane. People just, they're, oh my God, I can't wait. So having that fire still after a year and a half of a playable game, because I think I played on one of the very first play tests that you had, because um, I've been, a, uh, you know, a, a invested forever. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think you're in a good place. And, and I know we're actually, wow, we are running, it's time flies. We're running 10 minutes over. So, um, you know, I, I just, I just, to end, to end this correctly in the way that we're doing this, this set of this podcast is, uh, for me, I appreciate it. I think it's been fantastic. And I think you, I want to end with this question. Um, and it's not the end of the questions, but just in general, like for this, this specific particular podcast, more about Jacopo in the studio than, than the game. And I appreciate you. I know it's kind of out of your element, right? Normally we connect and it's all like, oh my God, what sword are we getting? And, but this was more about you and your journey to personalize you yourself. And it's not a favor. This is what we do because I don't think there's enough of that in the market, but, but in the, in the end, at the end, I'd like to close out. Um, we do two things. Um, we usually ask one final question. And then we, we break out with um, uh, a mental health thing. So um, in closing, um, how do you foresee the next six months um, going through fourth quarter and then going into first quarter? How do you foresee your, your mental health? right? Like, is, I know this has to play with you, right? It's almost like likes and dislikes on a video. A content creator lives by likes, dislikes, and follows. Um, do you feel and in, in what you do and what your team does when it is the fight up to launch for an alpha, do you have a high and you're like, okay, it was successful. What makes your brain go? I had a good launch. What are your, um, what are your POIs, your points of interest during that phase? And how does it play with how you feel, what, and then how, how does it play it? How you feel about it, how it went, and then where you go next. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're talking about the, the each testing phase, the launch yeah. of each testing phase, yep. I mean, first of all, uh, it's, well, it's been, I mean, I'm pretty satisfied how things have been going. Uh, the last testing phase was actually pretty rough. Like, we had to delay it last minute by one week. It's the only time it happened, and uh, hopefully it will never happen again. Aside from that time, though, the launches have been pretty good. No, no game breaking bugs no no nothing disastrous you know right um so so we've been pretty pretty happy with that and um and then uh, and then that's that's actually one of the the things we are mostly proud of like the the, the amount of content that we managed to make even with such a small team mm -hmm. people in the community i know they're happy they say very often like uh, uh when new people come and ask uh, how's this game doing? Is it actively developed? Is it? Uh, do you think it's going to release? And and people in the community reply, we've been here for, I've been here for two years, and I've seen them adding content or uh, uh, being always almost on time or almost on time, developing, uh, launching a new testing phase, uh, always putting in more or less the, the 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 content that was planned for that testing phase and so on. We try to be very realistic, and it's uh, it's paying it's paying off. 
So, so in you know, in uh, for each testing phase, what will really make me happy is to actually see uh, the game become selling well and and doing well even when there is no testing. Right. That's that's a place where we are not where we are not yet. Okay. So, so we are really reliant on the testing phases. Like when there is a testing phase, lots of sales, lot of buzz, uh, activity on the forums. When the testing phase is over, desert. Right. You can see the forums are not very active, um, and uh, well, still pretty active, right? Yeah. But but not so much. Uh, the Discord is pretty much dead, dead ish. Um, so when we're not making a testing phase, it's. Uh, it's really hard to keep people's attention. You know, there's so many games out there, so many other things to follow. Right. Um, projects that are in development that have way bigger budgets, and, and and most of our community, we know, they're also involved in that. In the first following those games too. Right. But and, I mean, uh, but, but, we don't have the manpower to keep the people. But right? how does yeah. that make you feel? Like in, in, in your mental space, do you feel the need that you have to rush to the next step? Because what I've noticed is you're pretty ironclad. You know, you don't just like you don't you don't ride those ways and go. We're high. Let's stay high. Develop something else. Like we're gonna add a new hat. Um, like when you come out with content, it's good content. I think, and I think they know that. I think it's tried and true. And I guess my 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 question, or not necessarily a concern, but a question is, do you allow that to to does that affect you mentally? Does that bring you into the headspace of, man, I'm down today. We're going to have to put out some content because I don't see the numbers where they should be. Or, or are you steadfast in where you're at and say, no, no, we're going to stay as, as best we can on track um, and, and we'll hope to have that by proxy happen? Like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? Like, yeah, I'm, well, I mean, yeah, sure. But, well, a lot of our decisions are you're based on, on the need of to ex- make people more excited and bring in more people okay. and, uh, and satisfy the community. Um it's just that mostly that's aligned with our development anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, but sometimes we have to, you know, say push things out that were not complete. Say the first version of the knowledge, right? We're just just killing monsters and then uh, and acquiring abilities. Uh, so no no talent tree, um, the pretty ugly UI, very rushed and so on. We had to release it because we had to do a new testing phase because we had to make sales. Right, uh, and uh, that applies to a lot of our system, right? We always try to get them out MVP bare bones, uh, and sometimes we have to sacrifice quality a bit. Say the first version of Towns, take it, right? It was working okay, I guess, but you know there were bugs, like you know the streets would would disappear, and the yeah. and it was the building would not complete itself and then remain unfinished in the last step, and and then this other thing here and here and here and there, and and then. All of this probably could have been uh, fixed if we, before the launch, if we had delayed the launch by one month, right. say, just one month of work more, had also some some additional features, the harbors, for example, right? People were asking about that. Um, and we said, maybe we will include them. We didn't. Um, right. So, so and then why did we launch anyway? Because we needed it. Right. Like we needed the sales. Like we needed to, you know, it's not like we were running out of money otherwise, but you have to always to think. Uh, Future. You, you cannot, you cannot let, for, we can not, we're not in the position where we can let four months pass between one testing phase and the next one. Like right. otherwise, people forget about the game. Right. So, so and and having to work that way, it's distressing. Yes, right. it is stressing. Uh, it's always uh, there's always this pressure. Like ironclad, maybe on the outside, I'm glad to hear that. But inside, <laughs> it's <laughs> inside, it's a constant struggle yeah. to make a testing phase happen. Uh, so the last one, when, when did the last one close? Right? It was the middle of August. So right. September, October, end of October, two months and a half since the last testing phase. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Two months and a half is good. More is bad. Like three months is already already uh, the maximum that we can afford. Okay. Right, really. And it should be even less. At some point, the game should be running 24/7. So we, yeah. So it's, there's always a lot of pressure, and there are moments, particularly the, the the week or the two weeks before the launch of a new testing phase, where it's really stressing. And I'm really proud to say that people in Dynamite Studios work eight hours a day, no more. Nine if it's really needed. So nine. people do more my, my, my days are like 12-hour days, <laughs> yeah. and I still don't have enough. Uh, that, oh, wait, wait. That 
aside from the founders, right? And right. That, that's the people who work for us. So they don't do, we, nobody in Dynamite Studios works overtime and, and, and all that stuff that you typically hear from game development studios. Crunch mode, there is no crunch mode, never been. Um, I think there's been a couple of instances where one guy had to work on, on, on a weekend to alpha day to fix something very urgent and that was it in, in three years. Wow, so, that's good. So we really, yeah, but three of us, the three founders, uh, we can do a lot of hours, like, uh, like 60, 70 hours in a week. Uh, night, uh, weekends, and so on, particularly before the testing phases. And uh, it's really stressing. Uh, It's really, it's really heavy. So that's, uh, there is this thing, there is this thing. Uh, and at this point, maybe I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of used to it. It's been three years now, so it's, uh, it's not it's like... It's the new uh, norm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a norm, yes. But I think there's going to be a day where it's no longer going to be necessary. I hope so. Well, you'll get there. You'll get there. I mean, you have the drive, you have the motivation, you have the love for it. And that's what's really, really important at the end of the day, right? It's it's the baby. Um, so, well, listen, um, I, I know we've ran late today and I thank you for your time. Um, I do want to, uh, you know, close this out as we always do. Uh, so Sweets has been kind of, uh, you know, lurking in the shadows, but I appreciate his uh, his input. It's been fantastic. I know you and I have that back and forth already, so it's very fluid and sweets. We've it's our first three way conversation. So how do you get in? Whose feet do you step on? And the content you're giving us is actually phenomenal. And thank you for that. It's a great insight. And I hope people have made it to the end of the podcast and have been able to hear your story and how you've become who you become, and maybe have some good interest in who you are and seeing how you develop and maybe look deeper into that uh, fractured MMO. Um, you can catch the game at fracturedmmo.com. Uh, you can go there. They have uh, all the packs up. I believe they're on sale right now, uh, especially. Will they be on sale uh, Saturday, this Saturday? Uh, they, they're still on sale. Yeah, they will be until the start of the next testing phase. Beautiful. So um, we'll go ahead and uh, get over there. Get them. Get them. They're discounted, which is insane that people haven't gone jumbled them up um but uh as we do here as always sweets you can agree i think uh mental health is mental wealth if you guys are feeling down or depressed we know it's a sad thing um and i know it's a dark place that you can be stress is kind of a hard thing to deal with but uh you do have friends you do have family and you have us so you could reach out to us any of our platforms if you want to talk again him and i are not professionals but we'd love to hear your story and uh, maybe talk you through some things to get you through the darker phases always remember it's about the journey not the destination so uh you know the dark times are there but they don't have to be long. Uh, so guys, girls, and everyone in between, as we do here, thank you so very much. I do appreciate you guys, each and every one of you, and tuning in. And Jacopo, thank you, sir, for allowing the very first uh, uh, CEO, and uh, I know you don't like it, but lead guy over at uh, Dynamite Studios. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.